Welcome to another episode of Failing Forward. I'm your host, Steve Hofsetter. As always, like, comment, subscribe, share this with your friends. And today's episode is a fun one because uh, I'm joined here by Melissa Archer, who is probably best known as a soap opera star, but that's not what we're going to talk about. No. We'll talk about it a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But you spent how many years in in that? Ooh, um, over a decade. Yeah. Um, yeah. So probably about fifteen years. I think. And you were on a couple different shows, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, One life to live and days of our lives. So you could do the whole just okay convention circuit. Yeah. You know, do the signings and stuff like that. Um, but, and you know, for anyone who watched my very short-lived other podcast. Uh, you were on an episode of that as well. Yes. And you've been on a video on my channel teaching me how to do kind of hackery stuff. Yeah. So please explain to me how a soap opera star goes, you know what? I want to learn how to pick locks. <laughs> well, it's a nerdy soap opera star to begin with. So okay, that's probably fair. that's probably half of it. Then were there's... you common in that or were you the outcast as a nerd, or were there a lot uh, of other? I was nerds? definitely like, I don't think there was a lot like me. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't sure. what you did in between takes. I'm kidding. There was only one take in self operas, but right. <laughs> but like you didn't just you know sit around craft services just discussing how to hack things. No. So it's funny because I I got into it while I was on One Life to Live. Um, I got into jailbreaking iPhones, and when I say jailbreaking, like using the tool there so that I could jailbreak my phone. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I, it was really, it was thrilling and exciting, and I loved it, and I wanted to learn more. And I was actually, for many years, I was always into tech, but I was very, um, had a, a lack of confidence when it came to that kind of stuff. Um, and <laughs> it's one of those things where you kind of get in your own way. I had convinced myself that computer programming was all about math, and there's no way I could do it because I have a really bad uh, relationship with math. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I was always afraid of anything like that. So and I loved it. Let's talk about that for a second because <laughs> anything you do when you start out, you're bad at. That's how <laughs> life works. Yeah. And there's, yeah. It, it's something that the learning curve on anything is very difficult. It's part of why some of those iPhone games are so addictive because mm-hmm. what they do is they give you those little successes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you want to if you want to say, "Hey, I want to learn Spanish." Right. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. But if you say, "Hey, I want to learn 10 Spanish words." You can. Mhm. And so I think I think the problem in that is is being intimidated by the end, not the steps. You're 100% right. And I think where I where I was lacking the confidence was understanding that I didn't have to uh, be naturally good at everything. And I didn't have to start off at being naturally good at anything or everything. And I think like with acting, it was such a natural, like everything felt natural and it just, it kind of came out of me naturally. So I I grew in it um, and I was able to hone it, but it was easier um, on a lot of levels. And um, things that were intimidating were things like numbers and math and whatever and so as soon as I thought that's what that was I was like oh gosh I can't and I yeah. wouldn't even learn or or, or figure out that, that I didn't have to be amazing at math and there's plenty of programmers who aren't. Yeah there's also a lot of programming has nothing to do with math a great deal of it is yeah. all letters based. Yeah <laughs> characters um, lots of characters. Yeah the I mean the amateur bit of programming that I do is you know and just basic 
you know, I've I've made most of my websites. I've made, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. It's I I've always been naturally interested in that on the like nerdy side of things. And and by the way, uh, you know, there aren't a ton of nerdy soap opera stars. There are a lot of nerdy comedians. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that was always an, a natural interest for me as well. But I'm curious because there's so many people out there who would desperately want to achieve the success you've achieved at acting. And so to be in that and to go, I kind of want to do something else. What is that? come from did did you enjoy acting I love acting and you still do I still do and I still act but it's not as frequent um I think where I started getting that um excitement when I started playing around in the jailbreak world and I was like oh this is fun and and just kind of giving myself that like oh I'll just play with it doesn't really matter if I'm good at it Mm -hmm. and then going to the conventions which that was the scariest part was like taking that first step and going because I was like well they're not gonna want me there I'm the stupidest person in the room you know you do not you (laughs) misjudged the people who go to those conventions they're like oh no programmers wouldn't want an attractive soap opera star. They'd hate that. <laughs> if there's one thing they don't want at this convention. <laughs> right. um, I, I'd imagine that also, I think because there are a lot of people in that world who would be very excited for it to go, quote unquote, mainstream. Like the, the idea of, you know, programmers and hackers, like they're not just people in their mom's basement. They're right. people very successful lives and so someone like yourself could be a great face for that movement like you have an audience you have a reach you come from an unconventional background for someone in that world and so i'd imagine there were some people who would see your interest in it and want to fan those flames yeah yeah well i've i've been i've been really fortunate with um with things in like the last few years because uh, because I've been itching to to just test out the other side of what I can do besides yeah. just act, right? And so the first thing we did, um, a group of us did a show. We produced it. And that was my first time on the other side of something. And it didn't, um, it didn't pan out. Like, we did it. It was great. It was fun. But it didn't go anywhere. When you say it didn't go anywhere, elaborate on that. What's like, the... We it didn't get picked up for we we shot the pilot and then it didn't get picked up for anything we couldn't get anyone to so do anything you, with it. You shot it and then you were trying to sell it to production companies. You're trying to sell it to networks directly. Any and all, and we just fair. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing. Trying to sell it to whoever. Would. Anybody who wants it. <laughs> right. And we put it on YouTube actually uh, for free, and we we got a decent amount of downloads for the way we did it. And I mean, going back, I think we could have definitely done it differently um, as far as our, our our marketing aspect of it, right? Yeah. But um, you know, you live and you learn. And that was the first time we ever did that, and that was where all of a sudden I thought, oh my gosh, I can do something that's not just acting. And When was this? This was in 2015, I think, or 2014. Okay. Um, I think. And then, um, yeah, and so then from, from that point on, I started writing and getting into that, which was very fulfilling and hard at first, but got through it. When it happened, though, did you take it as a failure? Um... Like at the time. Yeah. At the time, it was like, you know, you're so excited. You're so excited. You're so excited. And then there's just like 
you sinking. put so much passion into something and then you just yeah uh... yeah but then later I was able to look back at it and say well if I hadn't done that if we hadn't done that we wouldn't know that we could for one and for two like we have a really fun pilot that we did and yeah and I like I love it so um but it really gave me a lot of tools for doing the stuff that I'm doing now on that side but then um in that same time period I also um started working with uh, a, a startup and um, with some hacker friends and um, and it was basically a cold brew coffee with nootropics in it and it was fabulous Wait, could you just you gloss over that word like we all know what the hell that means <laughs> so oh, yeah you know nootropics yeah you know, like nootropics. Uh, tropics but new <laughs> exactly yeah like the, oh, oh. newer newer tropics <laughs> If you if you're tired of all these old tropics in your coffee, get these new tropics. Okay, yeah. what does that mean? Okay, so nootropics um, is kind of like a, I don't know. It's it's one of those buzzwords, but um, but basically the idea is anything that's like a brain boosting supplement. Okay. Um, natural, typically, but can be. Synthetic. Clearly, I need them, so I would know more words. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. So this was a bunch of hacker friends, but it was a coffee startup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and I really and I loved the product. I love, love, love the product. And uh, I love what we were doing. And we worked really, really hard. I worked on it for a year. And um, unfortunately, it just it never really went anywhere. I don't know if it's still going to, but it's not something that's happening now. So, so how does that go somewhere? Stores pick it up? Well, I think the I, I think where we were going with it at the time was trying to get it out um, as subscriptions and get a good. Uh, local subscription base, but ultimately we ended up going um, nationwide, and I think we did that too soon. Um, yeah, because we we didn't. There were just too many things that we didn't have figured out yet as far as the the shipping goes, and shipping costs alone were so expensive, and then the ingredients were also expensive. So it started making the product was like this top tier awesome thing, but it was new, and so people are a little hesitant to spend a lot of money on something they're unfamiliar with. Right. And then you have to, the only way to do that is to spend a lot of money on samples. Sample, samples and, then, and marketing. Those are the two things where yeah, we really needed to that, push for. Right. Yeah. And then that, you have to have such deep pockets. It's that It's that makes money, it takes money to make money type thing. Exactly. And it's, you know, what was amazing about it is I learned so much. Um, I mean, if I hadn't had that opportunity, the things that I'm doing today, I, like, I wouldn't know any of it, you know. Um, So, I mean, and I I learned a lot of the wrong things to do. And I learned some right things. And all the while you're doing this, you're still acting. Still acting. So while you're, so you create a pilot, which is, you know, part of acting. Yeah. And I was acting in it, too. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. being on the other side of things is something that a lot of people do. You know, I mean, George Clooney's directing now. Like, it it happens That's one of my next things I want to do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Directing or George Clooney? Oh, uh, directing? Okay. I was like, I would. He's, I, he's married. I would just for the story, frankly. I mean, you know. Not, yeah, not at all. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> move on from that terrible joke. So, uh, but you're acting throughout this. Yeah. And then you get involved in this startup. And was this something where they approached you or was this something you were all talking about together? Or So it was a cool story. Um, one of my friends from the jailbreak world was friends with uh, the CEO of this company. And yeah. the company itself wasn't um, starting off just to be the, the cold brew nootropic drink. Uh, there was a like kind of an umbrella company. And that was the first thing we were doing. So anyway, 
I did a meeting with him, and um, we he started telling me all about what, what they were planning to do, and um, was like, you know, you should totally come on board. Um, and it, it was kind of fun because between doing that, um, one of the other um, co-founders, he was doing a short film at the time. And so then I got to go and help out with that, so that was really fun. Well, that's a nice yeah. marriage of talents. Exactly, and I felt like all my worlds were meshing, so it was it was really perfect. And uh, so that's kind of how I got involved and um, kind of got thrown in and just started doing, you know, what you throw on 15 hats because it's a startup and you have no money and you just yeah. do what you can. And uh, and we did a really, really good job initially. Um, we just ran out of funding. But it's also, I mean, this, this all is, the whole point of this podcast is people who are trying to do things, whether they are in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. or in any other sort of industry, yeah. you know, making the point over and over again weekly <laughs> that <laughs> failure is part of success. It is. And what's interesting about this stuff is that you have this success mm-hmm. and you're like, let me fail on the side. Yeah. I mean, really what you were doing was you were trying to succeed at something else as right. well. Right. But you have to try a lot of things for mm-hmm. that to work. You, It's very rare that the first thing someone tries, like, okay, yeah, that's everything's going to be fine. Right. And so it's interesting to see, you know, you're, you're kind of dabbling in these other worlds and figuring out, because a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to figure out what they love. Mm-hmm. You found something you love. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, well, what else do I love? Yeah. Which is, it's kind of a cool lesson. It's not something we've talked about with anyone else on the podcast. The, the idea of saying one thing doesn't need to be enough. Right. Like you can find fulfillment in multiple places at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot to be said. And we just had Jay Monopar on who, and we were talking about um, what you think makes you happy versus what actually makes you happy. Yeah. But also there is this concept of more than one thing can make you happy. It's true. Yeah. And the the idea, I mean, I have that with comedy and with the baseball world, like being able to do stuff in that Mm -hmm. makes me happy. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back because I want to talk about what you're working on now. Okay. And uh, and how you got there. So uh, come on back after this. Support our sponsor. I'm joined here by Melissa Archer, who is uh, actress... Um, hacker, entrepreneur. <laughs> um, I would say hacker loosely. <laughs> hacker loosely. Uh, yeah. D- don't. Uh, no FBI. You, we don't. We don't need you on this case. Um, but you know, but it's something you enjoy and techie. I should say. Yeah. Tech nerd. Tech nerd. Tech nerd. Because mm-hmm. now people wear the the nerd badge with pride. Yeah. Yeah. Which is such a nice thing. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think that it's uh, this this turnaround has been awesome in the last decade. People got on me because the subtitle of my book is True Tales from a F- or mostly True Tales from a Former Nerd. Mm. And people are like, "Be proud to be a nerd." I'm like, "It's a joke. I'm <laughs> still a nerd." Like a it's, um, it's, comedian. Yeah, it's yeah. the reference to the Mitch Hedberg joke. The I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. I used to be a nerd. I still am, but I used to too. Anyway, so. <laughs> Um, okay, I want to talk about, so we've talked about a couple of things mm-hmm. that obviously, we, you know, your soap opera career, and we don't even need to go too much into that because it's documented everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's how many episodes do you think you did? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think IMDb actually hasn't recorded. It's a, it's like insane amount. We're talking thousands? Like, uh, yeah, I think so. Because it was 10 years and 
I don't remember how. And it's many like a new episode every day, basically. Yeah. Or or every weekday. Every weekday. Yeah, every weekday. Almost every weekday. Yeah. So it's basically about two hundred fifty episodes a year. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So like just, thousands. That's just for one life. Yeah. When I think about like the fact that I'm like really proud that I've done about 50 episodes of television Mm -hmm. and the idea that, oh, that's insane. Okay, (laughs) so point is, we're gonna kind of skip past that on this one because I wanna talk about what you're working on now yeah, and how uh, everything that failed led to it. Yeah, so I am working with Guardian Firewall and we just launched our, our first app, which is a firewall for iOS for iPhones. And explain that to the non-tech people. <laughs> so um, basically, if you... What is a firewall? So it sounds dangerous. It does. And by the way, before I get in the comments, I know what a damn firewall is. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> so a firewall um, is, and I'll, I'll say this the best way I can. So basically, it's there to um, block something that shouldn't be getting off your phone, right? So it shouldn't be leaving your phone. Yeah. Um, and so what... What's happening with a lot of the apps that we have on our phone is that um, it asks for our location and we say, sure. But what we don't know is that some of these apps have a little line of code that is allowing that information that they're getting from you that you said okay to with assuming everything was on the up and up. And then they're sending that information to this third party and that third party you don't know. And it could be anything and they're making money off of it. And so what we're doing, and it, they're not supposed to be doing this, but it is getting through because... When you say not supposed to be. Meaning that it's against the app, the, uh, the app store rules, but Apple can't... I mean, and they're like, their, their vetting process before apps even get in is like ridiculously strict. But even still, they can't, they're, they're not going to catch everything. Yeah. So that's where we come in. We do, and we are actively going in and we're checking patterns um, of things and, and knowing when like certain network traffic is, um, and now I'm starting to say a bunch of things that probably most people aren't gonna know what I'm saying. So no, I'll just go back I, to. This is um, good. <laughs> uh, but what we're able to do is, um, is actively protect um, and make sure that information's not leaving your phone. So let me see if I can summarize in a, in a non-tech way. Yeah, yeah. Basically, if you've put a bunch of apps on your phone, which we all have. Yeah. I mean, and look at what just happened with FaceApp. Exactly. Where everybody. Although, I, I can actually speak on that. So our, the CEO of my company, um, he actually went and did a check on that. And they're not uploading all of your pictures to the server. It's just the one. Yeah, I didn't think they were. Mm-hmm. Um, giving a developer asking for more permissions than they need is very sketchy, mm-hmm. which is what was happening. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a question of, oh, are they? It's a question of, could they? Yes. And so the could they was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, right now, you mention anything from Russia and people will freak out. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it's a big country. Not everybody there is part right. of it. Okay, anyway. So, um, but the point is, is that we put all these apps on our phones mm-hmm. and we don't really pay attention to what they're doing behind the scenes. Right. Because, I mean, sometimes we don't even know what they're doing behind the scenes. We go, okay, well, this photo app needs permission to get to our photos, so let's give it the permission. Yeah. And then once it has that permission, it can do a lot of other things. And so what this firewall does, and it's the first firewall for iOS, is that correct? It's the first real firewall for iOS, yeah. 
So these other imposters were there? What was So there's other things that um, use uh, – this is where it gets, like, super technical. They use a different way of doing it, but it doesn't actually block it if Apple changes their um, – the the way they allow things the yeah. way we do it it will move with the the flow okay so that is That's an the actual best layman term i can say fair enough so it's a fire river <laughs> it's so fire river. it's like cleveland in the 80s it's an intelligent firewall so, so which means we're actively going in and making sure that we're checking things that it's not just like oh that's a known uh tracker so we're going to block that yeah. Particular address. We're we're checking on other things. It, right. It's figuring it out, and that's what I was getting at. The mm-hmm. idea of it sounds to me like the software is looking for aberrations, looking for uh, traffic that shouldn't be there. Right. And then going backwards and going, okay, why is that traffic there? Mm-hmm. And figuring out from there. So that sounds like a very valuable, cool thing. Absolutely. And it also comes with a VPN, which is great as well. And that uh, is a virtual private network. And that allows you to um, basically be on, say, like a public Wi-Fi, like if you're at a coffee shop or something, and the information that's leaving your phone is encrypted. Um, So it's basically being funneled through. Yeah, there's a lot. I've read up on this, the idea of there are all these public networks that we go on out of convenience because we're like, I want Wi-Fi at this coffee shop. Totally. But they can be easily hit by hackers. 100%. And it happens all the time. I mean, people put their credit card information. I mean, if you're going to do it and you're not going to have a VPN or you're not going to do something to protect yourself on that end, I mean, the best thing you can do is not ever do your banking when you're in a public Wi-Fi ever. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I do. You probably don't. Yeah. Well, but but I mean, who knows? Because sometimes you're on Wi-Fi. You forget you're on Wi-Fi. That's you're on true. like a hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah. And that that... That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like especially for me, someone who travels as much as I do, mm-hmm. you could just be on hotel Wi-Fi for six days and forget that you're on it. And then you open up your app to deposit a check or whatever it is, and then suddenly... Right. And yeah. you have to think about it as, like, anybody who's on there, if they have the proper tools and they're doing what they were doing, they can get in and start to see all the stuff that's flowing through. And anything that comes through is plain text they can get. So if it's a password, your usernames, you know, whatever. My porn. I mean, everything. Right. It's, a, yeah, uh. it's all there. <laughs> My plain text porn, which is the lamest <laughs> kind of porn. What kind of porn? <laughs> it's the, like, ASCII text characters, yeah. you know, like they did all those old Tweety Bird forwards. It's that, but it's porn. Oh my god! So Sounds terrible. It's really you know they can have that if they find right. it. So, um, but that's that's amazing. And when so this, I think by the time this airs, it'll already be out. It'll right? already be out. Yeah. 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 And what's the? This is going to be a fun one because we get to see the success as it's unfolding. Yeah. What to you will be success once that once that's launched? So I mean it's. It's obviously, you know, when you're an app, the the biggest thing that you can have is a, a lot of downloads. So right, for, but what's a lot? Um, hundreds of thousands. You know, okay, hundreds and, of thousands. That, that's what we're going for here. That's what we're going for. So both of you that are listening, please go, <laughs> please go add to this amount. Um, yeah, and so now there are going to be trolls, of course, who would be like, "What about Android?" Oh, so and that's a great question. So um, we're focused on iOS currently. Um, we have we have other things in the works that we're looking into, but we're not going into Android right now. But that yeah. doesn't mean that it's something we're not. We're definitely looking into it. Um, but until until we have all the correct information we need in order to make that perfect, yeah, yeah and you have to prove the concept. Right. So, how is it that these failures led you to this? 
Well, so Let's put a nice bow on this. Yeah. One. So all the things that I learned through doing the startups and even doing the the production and and watching how it kind of like where I mean doing marketing things that didn't work and um, all of that it really helped me get to the place that I'm at now where number one, and then I've also, I was at another startup as well that um, I was kind of doing something way out of my 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 realm. And uh, and then being able to come into this and do the marketing. And we have to be careful how we do marketing for our stuff because we don't want to target people, which is how a lot of marketing is done. It's like you're targeted marketing. So it's targeting in an underhanded way often. Well, it's the, it's the sense of like, if I'm putting a, if, I, if I'm, so if I can put out an ad on Facebook or Instagram, no problem. Um, as long as I'm making sure that I'm keeping it really broad and I'm not doing anything that's um, allowing Facebook to pull that information either from a third party or from um, um, like your GPS location or whatever. There's a, there's a settings feature on Facebook where you can see what advertisers have your information. Oh, really? It is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like I went through and it was, for me, it was all realtors mm. um, because I guess I signed up for one thing. Right. And so this realty company in Nebraska and this realty, and a friend of mine showed me his, that's how I found it. Mm-hmm. And his was all car companies. Right. Because, or car dealerships, because he had signed up at one car dealership right. and they just share it with everybody. And it's- They do, yeah. Yeah, and you can one by one be like, take my information off. But it takes forever, and then they'll just, you know, a couple months later, everybody will have it again anyway. Yeah. And so that's really respectful that you guys are trying not to utilize that. Well, it's part of our – I mean, that's – what we're protecting you from is that, right? Yeah. So we can't violate our own privacy policy. So. Oh, but the ultimate way to advertise would just be to hijack people's phones and just be like, you don't want this to happen? We'll use us. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, yeah, so, we're, so we, we have to be – uber creative and um you know we've got some really really fun things planned for uh getting the word out there that aren't you know necessarily and we're, we're still gonna have some things on facebook and instagram but it mm-hmm. it will be like i said very very broad and not targeted so it's it's less um and we can't really track and and see as much of the conversion rates and things like that well word of mouth is going to be the best thing for this 100 percent. the idea and does it does it cost anything it does. Um, so it's nine ninety nine a month, or it's ninety nine ninety nine a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's the. And, that's oh, and be it the, comes with a thirty day free trial. That's going to be the biggest barrier. Right. The the cost. cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cost is. I mean, if you barrier. look at, I think if you look at some of the other com- uh, competing apps out there, and I, I don't know if it's just security or if it's in the VPNs and stuff, but uh, and there's some free B- VPNs, but because ours is the firewall, I mean, the price is actually pretty comparative. Also, uh, another use of VPN, like I, when you travel. I mean, I was yes. in China where most things are banned. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Facebook's banned. Uh, Twitter is banned. Uh, Google used to be. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, I think Google and YouTube were banned at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun. Fun was also banned. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoyment. Uh, happiness. Yeah. <laughs> All those are, those aren't, those, I'm just saying it's concepts, not apps. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just as concepts. So I was like, wow, they've got all these interesting yeah, apps all these, now. Yeah. This is, it must be big in China. You have the fun app. Good. Yeah. Uh, no, they have like chow fun, just not actual it. I fun. It. I get it. I get it. So the, uh, but being able to use a VPN there and also, and this is a, a dumb reason, but like you still very much like Downton Abbey. And right. Downton Abbey came out in America a year after it came out in England. Yeah. So I would just use a VPN 
and find like the address of some petrol station in London <laughs> and just put that as my zip code or uh-huh. my postal code. Postcode, I think it is. Yeah. Post Malone? I don't know. Whatever it was. Uh, I would put that in and then I would be able to watch Downton Abbey. Right. And so it's a, it's like a similar, like you could use VPNs for a bunch of different things. Sure. Um, as a baseball fan, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes games are blocked out if they're local. Yeah. So like whenever the Mets play the Dodgers, I can't watch it on my MLB app mm-hmm. um, unless I tell my MLB app I'm in Germany. Interestingly enough, though, a lot of these softwares that that uh, that, that do that blocking, they will know if you're using um, a VPN because it'll say that uh, something proxy. I can't think of the exact word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll. So you have to get that. a good enough VPN where they can. Yeah. It's still tricky. Uh, look, I'm not advocating cheating on any no, of this no, stuff. No. I'm just saying <laughs> it's something that is possible and or I have done. Uh, but yeah, that's because and that happens all the time where something's available on like a certain region's Netflix mm-hmm. that's not available in the States or, you know, Absolutely. vice versa. Yeah. So I'm so excited to see how this goes, because usually on this podcast, we talk about people who have achieved the thing and we talk about how they got there. And it's kind of fun to see this this new thing could be your new thing yeah or it could be another failure that teaches you the next thing yeah and we don't know yet we hope it's the really really good thing <laughs> we hope that we'll have you back on to talk about <laughs> how amazing it's been exactly which how everything I totally is will great be. Yes. absolutely <laughs> yeah we'll figure out a way to uh give like our listeners a code or something we'll yeah. Do, yeah the cool part too just as a like sidebar about the app is that it's so easy you literally yeah. press a button and that's it and that's one of the things i love about it is that all the crazy work that's going on is done in the background. You don't see it. It's just done. Which is Grandma can use it. Yeah, which is good because anytime there's something where, where, like, gone are those days. Like, I remember growing up having a Commodore computer and to load something, you had to write this line of code Mm -hmm. that you just had to know what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't just click it. Right. Click it. Yeah. Start. Yeah. Done. You know? And like those days, and and that was also my first personal computer. Like that was when I was a kid. Yeah. The first one that I owned, I, I had DOS as an operating system. Yeah. And you had to, you know, how to find stuff in the directory, and you had to, you know, mm-hmm. do, I'm very much dating myself here. But the point is that uh, a lot of times there are security type apps and there are things like that where you have to do all kinds of settings to make it. And so if it's kind of more of a plug and play, that makes it. Yeah. And what what's cool, too, is as the features grow and I'm, I can't remember if uh, since we're before we're actually launching, but you'll see it after um, if this particular one will have it or not. But there are features where if you are more advanced and you want to have more control, that's part of what we're doing. We want you to have control. Yes. Yeah, Privacy so you is in, in your hand. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. All right. I'm going to I'm going to try it out. Yay. I don't want to see it. Well, yeah, I don't want I don't want my ASCII porn to get everywhere. Right. No, totally. But, I mean, that's it. It's I mean, because my phone's <laughs> so awkward. Full of <laughs> full of porn made out of exclamation points and parentheses. <laughs> so, oh, uh, OK, um, thank you for coming on thousands of episodes of television. And we're not talking about any of them because we're uh, talking no. about what is it? It's Guardian. Guardian right? Firewall. Guardian Firewall. Yes. Um, so usually yes. this is where people plug their social media and stuff, but I assume you just want to plug Guardian, right? Yeah, so you can go to uh, guardianapp.com um, or you can follow us on Twitter at Guardian iOS app. All right, I'm so curious to see how this goes. Yeah. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. Thank you.